Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick, or The Notorious Fantasy, and today I am joined with Flex Shane of the Flex Network. Thank you very much for him coming on. We did rookie running back profiles, if you want to check that out. On my channel, we did four running backs. Now we're going to be doing four wide receivers that are going to be spread across this week. Now, the first wide receiver we're going to be talking about here is C.D. Lamb. So, Shane, you got anything here before we start? No, I just love that you did the C.D. because it's C.D. T.D. Lamb. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. All right. So in 2019 in Oklahoma, he was 20 years old. He played 13 games, 62 receptions, 1,327 receiving yards, 24.7 target share, his biggest target share by far out of the three years he was at Oklahoma. His catch rate was 66%, 14 receiving touchdowns, and then 179 special teams yards, which doesn't really matter, but I figured it was a stat to add in there. So my first question here about C.D. Lamb is what is his best skill that you can see? His best skill, look, a lot of people probably watched the combine and there was that one out drill where he basically like midair turned hips, turned his entire body and just high pointed and came down with the ball on the sideline. I would say probably his hips and his hips to, to really be able to go and actually catch the ball, but also once the ball's in his hand, just getting those yards after, after the reception is just absolute dynamite. All right. So yeah. what, are you, what are you looking for when you're looking at a catch rate? Do you think 66 is low? Do you think that that's high? Because his sophomore season, he had an 82% catch rate. So does that really affect anything for you? Uh, I mean, for, in terms of that, I mean, a lot, so much of that comes down to quarterback play. And it is sometimes a, a little bit subjective, right? I mean, you look at it on, at the pro level and the quality of quarterbacks, a lot of the times do, do make a big difference. But um, I mean, last year in Oklahoma, didn't he have uh, Kyler Murray? Or excuse me, no, yeah, year yeah. Before he yeah, had was, Kyler Murray, then he had Jalen Hurts. Yeah. That's right. So like, yeah, it was last year. Uh, I'm talking about the 2018 season. He had a guy like Kyler who pretty much broke the records in terms of um, like QB efficiency and whatnot. So it's tough to compare season over season. And then like a Jalen Hurts, I think that you know he's a guy that he's is starting to sneak up on a lot of people's boards, but yeah, doesn't you know hold a candle compared to to Kyler. So. Of course, there's, that's going to be a difference year over year, but it's all about it's also about production, right? So, like, yes, his catch rate went down, but also his his receiving yards went up. And then, if you look at his yards per reception, it's at over 21 yards per reception. That's pretty disgusting. And that yeah. <laughs> you know, that goes back to the yards after catch. If you watch any of his game tape, guy basically gets the ball in his hand, and he will at minimum make one or two guys miss. So that is, to me, that's kind of what makes him the wide receiver one in this mm-hmm. class for sure. Okay. Now something I want to bring up here is something I didn't have for the other video, but it's something that's important Mm -hmm. to look at. Now this is the rookie wide receiver hit rate by draft position. So if CD lamb ends up going as a top 10 pick, there's obviously a much higher chance that he ends up hitting early in our year one of his rookie year. But if he goes round one, it doesn't seem as likely that he finishes top 12, pretty much top 24 would be his best likely 36% chance. And then if he, finished top 48 it's a 55 percent chance then round two it just keeps going down and down and down and round seven none of those guys even he's not gonna get drafted in round seven but none of those guys even end up hitting at the wide receiver position and then if you scroll down and if you're looking at like a year two type of deal finishing top 12 when you go top five in the draft is a 20 percent chance and then it keeps going slightly lower and then it goes higher when you get to round two for some reason but where are you thinking that cd lamb is going to end up going in the draft because some people in the NFL draft, they say they should draft Judy first. Some people like Lamb more. Who do you think will get drafted higher? And where do you think that the ideal landing spot for a guy like Lamb is? 
Well, ideal versus where he's going to fall, I think are two little different conversations. So I think first off, I don't think any wide receivers are going to go top 10 this year in the draft. And really, I mean, it's just like when you're drafting in your fantasy football leagues, it's all about replace, replacement value, right? Mm-hmm. Just the fact that there are so many quality wide receivers coming into this class. I mean, I don't think it's, it's as top heavy as like a 2014 class was, but in terms of the depth, you're going to be getting quality starting wide receivers. I think that are going to be going to round three. So mm-hmm. day two picks rounds two rounds three. Um, so that may actually push um, up where some of the wide receivers are drafted as in like later into the draft. Yeah. But if you listen to a lot of mock drafts and I've started to listen to um, NFL network on Sirius a lot, and they have their, their, a lot of their mock drafts and a lot of teams are mocking either Judy or lamb going to either the Las Vegas Raiders at pick number 12. Mm-hmm. They also have pick number 19. And then the Jets have pick number 11. So almost like bang, bang, Judy Lamb, pick uh-huh. your poison. And to be honest, I think I'd probably be a little bit more comfortable in the Oakland offense because I'm a little bit more confident in general with the Oakland offense. Um, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I would probably be better with him to go to Oakland. But the thing is, is that like, who knows what exactly is going to happen? Like, these NFL coaches get so enamored with play, players like Henry Ruggs that can just, you know, like they're essentially better NFL type players that are going to impact the real NFL teams versus say like your fantasy team yeah. and having a guy like I look at um, the dynamic between like a Will Fuller and a DeAndre Hopkins back in Houston, right back when they played together. And I think that having a quality field stretcher like a Will Fuller, it's good for a DeAndre Hopkins. Whereas say um, Judy or lamb ended up going to the jets Jamison Crowder is, like, is going to be still Sam Donald's number one guy, right? Yeah. So I think naturally that's going to be less of a fit, whereas I don't really think there's much competition in Oakland. So he can come in there and be the top dog, either one of these guys. Um, but I could see Lamb going to, to Oakland. I think a lot of people would be pretty happy with that. Yeah, for sure. Now, I know the 49ers need a wide receiver. I'm just not sure they will get one of these guys. Now, another thing I wanted to talk about is, I brought it up before the show, is with this coronavirus stuff and with a lot of this stuff being delayed, I think that the rookie hit rate, especially at the wide receiver position, is going to be far lower than normal. Last year was an anomaly. The wide receivers were hitting left and right. DK Metcalf, Terry McLaurin, all these guys that you can name off had phenomenal fantasy football seasons and real life seasons. But I think that this year with less work with the quarterback, because most people, they can't just go fly over to some guy's house to go catch passes with them, like what Tom Brady does with Edelman back when he was on the Patriots. So you can't be doing that anymore with a lot of these guys. So it's going to completely hinder their chemistry. And sometimes these rookies, it takes them a while to learn the playbook. I don't remember who it was. I think it was Dante Pettis a few years ago said he had no idea how to use the San Francisco playbook. Like his rookie year, he said he was so confused. And then, like, his sophomore year, he was supposed to blow up. I think that was last year. He just did nothing. But I just find that to be funny because now they're going to have even less experience with the playbook. They have, like, no coach to explain what is going to happen in the actual room with them to explain it. So I just think this year it's going to look for the wide receiver position like you made a real mistake in Dynasty if you're drafting one of these guys super early and you think you can win now with that kind of a draft pick. What do you think about that? No, I think you nailed it on the head. I mean, in general – we find that it's, and like you just wrote off the statistics, like it's so hard for even these early round one wide receivers to hit in their first year because so much goes into it. I mean, like you just look at the general dynamic when, when a wide receiver, an experienced wide receiver gets traded or in free agency goes to another team, typically they have a bit of a slow start because like these are real people, right? I mean, we try to um, make it a little bit more mechanical and just say, okay, 
this guy can score this many points and therefore it will translate to this over on this other team. Right. But there's more to it. I mean, there's like a big thing like chemistry. I mean, I look at a guy like Muhammad Sanu who early on to start last season was super productive in Atlanta. Then when he went to the Patriots, he basically did squat and it's not like Muhammad Sanu is a bad player. And it's not like Tom Brady obviously is a bad quarterback. It's just, they didn't have that chemistry. And so often people kind of overlook that that side of things it's it's like the soft the soft features of that and i think you absolutely nailed it like i I'm, i would absolutely be worried if like the training camp got got um shortened or if there wasn't really an opportunity for these quarterbacks to work out with their wide receivers because so much of it is trust i mean what what really makes a difference between like a really quality quarterback versus an average quarterback in the nfl is the trust in a receiver so that before the receiver even makes his break, the, the, the quarterback's throwing that ball and the ball's in the air before that, before the, the wide receiver even makes his move. That's what it takes to be good at that next level. And if they don't have that chemistry, if they don't have that trust, that results in other incompletions or worse, interceptions, pick sixes. And look, like you look at a guy like Jameis Winston who had an electric 2019 season he doesn't have a freaking team because he threw up 30 interceptions. So that loses games for teams. So if you can't get on the field and you're a rookie, then you're, you're in a lot of trouble if you don't have that experience and that rapport with your quarterback. So 100%, I absolutely agree with you. And to kind of tie this into a fantasy um, discussion, I mean, when you're going through your first round, I generally try to err on the side of running back in general, because I think we talked about it last week. Like these are the guys you can get on your team that will have an instant jolt on your team. Yeah. Whereas wide receiver, yeah, okay, overall landing spot isn't necessarily as dependent. I mean, a.k.a. A.J. Brown last year who went to the Titans and people were kind of afraid of that because it wasn't exactly a sexy offense. And and lo and behold, he's probably the most coveted wide receiver from that class last year. So talent does win out in the end. But if you were playing A.J. Brown in week one last last year, you were getting like basically goose eggs or like one or two points, right? Whereas you're playing, playing a guy like CeeDee Lamb you have no idea what you're going to get. So I would probably be comfortable rocking a guy like um, Cam Akers in my lineup week one, ready to go, like confident as like my RB2. CeeDee Lamb, man, he's like the top-ranked wide receiver in his class. He's probably going to be riding my bench. Yeah, and one, for sure. the, thing, the thing is, if you're talking about drafting in like a startup, there's going to be guys going three rounds later that could be a wide receiver too to start that are young. A guy like Tyler Boyd typically goes later oh, in drafts. Yes. Michael Gallup, those kind of guys. I love Tyler Boyd personally. I say this in every single video. But I think that if you – why pick this guy in the fifth round when you can wait – to the eighth round and then get a guy that will have production, you know, guaranteed for the future and for this year. But I do think that CD lamb is a good player. This is nothing against CD lamb, but I think that this year, the impact of not having all of these, these practices together is really going to impact them. I think that's even going to impact the guy like Deandre Hopkins, who is a target monster, but he's going to the Cardinals. Kyler Murray's never played with Deandre Hopkins. So I'm worried about him as well. I think he's still going to get fed, but I think some of these balls that Kyler is used to throwing, he's just not going to be able to throw to DeAndre Hopkins because he just won't be on the same page. And then you'll see picks, pick sixes, like you said. And I still think DeAndre Hopkins is going to be great, but just to further explain it, like a guy like DeAndre Hopkins that is so talented still needs work with the quarterback and a guy that is not as talented in CD lamb, CD lamb could grow up and he could be in 10 years, DeAndre Hopkins. Sure. That could be completely true. But right now, 
Yeah. These guys are young, and they need to learn from the quarterback. They need to learn from the coach <laughs> to understand it. And not as many people are telling you this. I don't know why. I've watched videos on these guys, and no one's really telling you that this year it is going to be very bad, especially if this stuff land or doesn't end until, like, July or August. It's that shiny new toy mentality, right? It's, it's yes, here we go. The, the sexy new receivers. We've been studying these guys for the last four months before our rookie drafts, and then all of a sudden we have an opportunity to finally have them on our team, and you get so excited and you realize, oh, wait, it actually takes a little bit of time for these guys to develop. But um, it's a couple, couple things you mentioned. So first of all, I love Tyler Boyd. And, you know, you, you, uh, when you were listing off CD's stats, you talked about his special team yards. I think the reason that special team yards is important is because it shows that these guys can be dynamic in different parts of the game, right? If you're, if you're returning punts and, you know, a guy like Jalen Rager, who we're going to talk about in a little bit, and you're, you're good at that, it shows you've got that next level of ability. It's, we, we talked about other thing last week where good coaching means that you want to get the ball in your best player's hands. And it doesn't matter how you do that. So if you're getting special teams yards, it means that maybe you're not just going to play a wide receiver. Maybe you're going to play, maybe you're going to get some rushes, AKA like a Debo Samuel, right? It's just, it's just another level to that game. And a Tyler Boyd in college, like he was super productive. He had in his, um, I guess it would have been his sophomore year. Uh, he had over 600 yards, special team yards. So it does make a difference. A guy like CeeDee Lamb, I mean, it's per, it was a little bit more modest. He had 179 yards, but 218 yards the year before that. And I think that makes a difference, right? When you're comparing, you're trying to, you're trying to nitpick these prospects. Yeah. And that makes a difference, in my opinion. Yeah. Now, in the running backs video, this is probably the final thing we talk about here. Sure. Uh, we talked about breakout age for these guys. Now, CeeDee Lamb, according to Player Profile, where we find all these stats, playerprofiler.com is amazing. If you guys don't know what that is, please check it out. It's really good. Yes. They don't sponsor me or anything. But his breakout age was 19.4. He's currently 21 years old. What does the breakout age tell you for a wide receiver? A breakout age for a wide receiver. And so I guess to provide some context, if they're under 19 years old and they break out, then that's considered phenomenal. Um, so 19 is kind of where you, where, where the average, I would say, um, good receiver. It just means that at a young age, they become productive in their offense. Essentially what that means, like how they measure it on player profiler, is if they achieve a dominator rating of 20% or more. And essentially what a dominator rating is, is a team's percentage of total yards and touchdowns. So it just basically means that your team is using you more than an average player. So the younger that you can be more productive, it just shows that, hey, this is a guy who is going to be able to grow and be able to continue to grow. Um, and that's one of the things why a late breakout age, sometimes it makes you kind of reluctant mm -hmm. because you wonder, okay, was this one year a blip? Whereas when, you, when you're younger and you're productive for multiple years, it shows a trend and it's just, it's a matter about trust, right? When you're, when you're drafting these guys and you're an NFL team, I mean, you want the most sure bets you can get. And if this guy's productive at a young age and he's able to grow and show that, Hey, I can make a difference. Mm -hmm. That's the kind of guy you want in your team. So absolutely. It's important. Okay. Now, do you have anything else on CD lamb or are we good here to end the video? Well, I mean, I guess just one last point on CD lamb. I mean, what it's going to ultimately come down to, I think for me, between a guy like CeeDee Lamb and Jerry Judy, when you're trying to split those hairs to determine who's your best, who's going to be the best player right now. I like lamb just because watching his game, I just, it makes me more excited to watch him, but it really is going to be landing spot dependent. Right. So if, if, you know, both these players end up going for an Oakland and then the jets and like bang, bang, whichever guy goes to Oakland is probably who I'm going to have ranked higher. But 
you really can't go wrong. Um, I would caution you to not draft a guy like CD Lamb, even before. I, it's a conversation when you're at the like the Clyde Edwards Hilaire position, like at the 105. That's when you can consider drafting a guy like Lamb. So don't let the shine blind you. Um, go running back and don't even consider Lamb until around the 1.5, 1.6. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I would take all four of the big running backs, Akers, yeah. Dobbins, all those guys far above a guy like Lamb, especially with all this coronavirus stuff. I know we touched on it a million times, but yeah. thank you very much for coming on. Obviously, all of his Twitter, everything is plugged down below. Check out the Flex Network podcast. Is it every Sunday? Pretty much every Sunday usually drops, yep. Absolutely. Yep, every Sunday. Just making sure. I don't want to say the wrong thing. So every Sunday, link down below in the description. Check that out. Well, as this video comes out today, it'll be out today. You can go ahead and watch it. So thank you guys all for watching. I love each and every single one of you. Thank you to Shane again. Have a great rest of your day, guys. Goodbye.